Hey there, what's up my friend? Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in again. This is episode number 29 of the Launch Into Freedom podcast, the show for health and wellness coaches who want to create attention for their business and lasting freedom in the process. And I'm your host, Michael Hoffman. I really appreciate you spending time with me today. And I promise you, you won't regret it. Because every Thursday, I invite an expert guest onto the show to talk about things like marketing and business, and especially mindset for health and wellness coaches. And today, well, today, we take a different turn. June was Canadian Men's Mental Health Month. And I think I mentioned it on the show before, I struggled a lot with anxiety and other mental health issues in the past. And honestly, it's still a work in progress. And as you will hear today in the interview with Crystal Barron, it's a topic that is very close to my heart simply because it is not talked about enough. Maybe you are in a similar situation or you know someone who is dealing with anxiety, who is dealing with burnout or who is simply overwhelmed and constantly stressed. And if you are, or even if you just want to learn more about it and raise awareness about this topic, I think this episode today will be really valuable to you. My guest for today's interview is Crystal Barron. Crystal is an integrative nutrition health coach who works with busy people, business owners and entrepreneurs who are looking for ways to reduce stress and incorporate a healthy lifestyle into their day to day. She's helping them overcome stress, anxiety and burnout by mastering their mindset and limiting beliefs. And as you will hear throughout the interview, this can come in so many different ways. We talk about Crystal's journey from corporate banker to complete burnout and even surgery because they had to remove a tumor and how she is now helping women to avoid going down the same path she did. We also go deep on routines and how to get started implementing them into your day-to-day -day life effectively because a lot of times when we look out there on the internet and we see the 5am club and so many people just getting a workout in, meditating, journaling, reading all before 6am, this can be overwhelming. We're also talking about why it is so hard for men especially to address mental health challenges openly and publicly. Crystal then walks us through four ways to avoid anxiety, stress and burnout and how you can start with it right now. I am super excited for you to listen to this interview and I honestly could have chatted with Crystal for hours and hours because I am super passionate about this topic and we just had a really great conversation. So please, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot of it or share it on Spotify. I think Spotify allows you to share it directly and just share it in your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me. I'm at Hoffman on Instagram. So I can share it as well and see your feedback and see what you think about this episode. All right, now let's cue the theme song and get ready for the interview with Crystal Barron. You sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention who wins the game online. We are the agents of change who learn to proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves 
and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman, and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the show. I am super excited today to have with me Crystal Barron. Crystal is a integrative health coach who focuses on anxiety, burnout, stress, all kind of mental health aspects. Crystal, thanks so much, first of all, to be on the show. And every guest gets one question before we actually dive into the interview. And that is, what does freedom mean to you? Wow, that's a, that's a very good question. Freedom means, freedom means time for me. Freedom really means time. And I know that it might sound cliche, but that's something that I never really put as a focus. And it has turned into my why since I have decided to you know, start my own business in the last couple of years. So time is super important for me. That's what we're all striving for, I guess, like to, because that's the only thing that you can't like get more off. So I feel like that is a very, very good answer. So as I mentioned, you're a health coach specializing in anxiety, burnout. Um, and why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how you became that health coach? Why did you decide to focus on that niche? Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's, a, it's actually an interesting story. I spent uh, over 15 years in the corporate banking field. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's a very big change for me. And uh, I'll, I'll go into it because it actually really does have to do with mental health uh, 100%. I was a young girl, basically um, had a very rough childhood, rough adolescence, uh, wasn't quite sure what to do with her life. And I got into banking because it was probably the best nine to five job that a girl my age at the time could probably get, right? While she was continuing to go to school. And so I got the job at the bank. I loved customer service. I really felt like I was serving people. And I had the ability to grow within the banking system. And uh, that's pretty much where I started. And I started climbing that corporate ladder and, you know, listening to people around me and literally... I, I think I loved what I did because I was able to be of service to people, but I was really doing it because I felt like I had no other opportunities in life. And, you know, it's, it's crazy when I look back at it now, like I see that I'm the one that makes my own opportunities now, but back then I didn't feel like that. I felt like life had de dealt me a deck of cards and it probably wasn't like my neighbors. And I just had to deal with the deck and move on with life. And so I spent 15 years climbing that virtual corporate ladder, trying to smash the, the glass ceiling. And I was faced with so many, so many obstacles along the way. Uh, looking back on it now, I realized that, you know, the obstacles were probably areas that were probably telling me, hey, Crystal, <laughs> you should probably start looking at something else. <laughs> but I wasn't listening to my intuition. I wasn't listening to my gut. And I spent a lot of time uh, being told that I couldn't be who I was because in order to be in that field, I needed to be what they wanted me to be. And so I continued to conform. I continued to conform uh, following, you know, if I wanted to be a good leader, I had to act like this. I had to speak like this. I had to dress like this. And that actually started chipping away at who I was. I became Crystal, the girl that worked at a bank. Crystal, that was a project manager. That was a change manager. She was a great lead leader, but Crystal didn't have any depth. Crystal had no longer any foundation to who she was because she became her job. And um, I spent years doing that until the last three or four years that I was in the banking industry. Um, things were just going bad. My health was going downhill. I was gaining weight uncontrollably. My acne was horrible. Um, I, I had stomach issues. I had 
undiagnosed irritable bowel syndrome. I, <laughs> everything that you can possibly imagine. And I never chalked it up to being stress. Never, never in a million years. I'd seen health coaches to talk about my hormones. I'd seen doctors to talk about my stomach issues. And nobody really told me that it had to do with stress 100%. And in 2017, 2017, yeah, that's November 1st, 2017 was the day uh, I will, I, I don't have a good memory for dates, but I will remember that day for the rest of my life. It was the day that I was in my doctor's office crying uncontrollably and I couldn't speak anymore. I, I, there was nothing left to say. And that was the day of first day of my burnout. Uh, she put me off and I spent almost nine months um, off work trying to recover, seeing therapists and, you know, just doing it all, trying to get my life back. And I had to really rebuild myself from the ground up. I had to figure out who I was. I had to learn what I loved, what I didn't love, what, like, who the heck was Crystal? <laughs> no, I didn't even know. Um, so I spent almost a year trying to crawl out of that. And then I spent another year recovering. And during that year of recovery, I, I had changed jobs because I went from this six-figure salary. I went back to work. And, you know, Michael, this is something that's still very huge in most corporate industries. I felt like a social pariah when I went back to the banking world after my burnout. Um, I felt like I was walking on glass. I felt like the people around me were walking on glass, um, like I was ready to shatter at any moment. And it's unfortunate because I know we talk a lot about mental health in, in large corporations, but I did not feel like I was received with open arms, unfortunately. And I think it's a lot. And doing what I do now, I hear that from so many people. The fear is so real to take care of yourself after a burnout or even pre-burnout. The stigma is still there. I feel like we talk about it, but we don't actually act on it. And so that second year of recovery, um, it was probably the first time that I ever made a decision for myself. I didn't like the job that I was doing. It was not serving me but I had no idea what the heck to do. And I went from, like I said, six figure salary to like more than 50% of what I was making the year before to literally being in a position to say, this is not serving me and I'm going to stop doing it because I started to really listen to myself that day. Moving forward, I got sick after, right after I quit my job, I got sick. I was hospitalized. I ended up having an opera surgery to remove a tumor that had probably been growing for 15 years. Equals stress with the job, <laughs> tumor. It ended up being benign, but it had to be removed because it was causing me so many problems in my body. And following that, that's when I decided, I was like, I can't do this. My body is telling me something. I was feeling the intuition. I was feeling the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, whatever you believe in. It was calling me to something that was more deep. And I spent months on unemployment because I couldn't work after the surgery. Um, but it gave me the first time in my life where I was able to really sit and think about myself. It was kind of like my own version of having a coach. I coached myself and I thought about the things that I was passionate about as a child and how much I wanted to help heal people. And, you know, I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> so I was like, how am I going to put those things together? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going back to school for 15 years, but how can I serve people? And so I took my leadership experience, my project management experience, the, the change leadership. And I uh, went into the Institute of Integrated Nutrition and I decided to focus my uh, coaching practice specifically on stress, anxiety, and burnout to help other people like me crawl out of it before it takes them 15 years to figure out that they're not living authentically. Or even if they are living within a job that they're enjoying, 
burnout is still real, even if it's not something that, you know, like, even if it is something that they love. And so finding that balance, because again, it, there's a fine line between being able to you know, have your cake and eat it too, but you can, you just have to be able to find that right balance, that right symmetry to be able to get yourself out of it. And so that's what I do now. I help people every day, um, you know, help them to manage their stress naturally. Uh, we go in deep, we tackle mindset, limiting beliefs, and we tackle the stigma of mental health in a productive way. Wow, that's a, that's such a powerful story. Like, first of all, congratulations on like actually taking action and taking back control over your life. It sounded like you were stuck in that corporate wheel, um, that hamster wheel that so many of us are stuck in, especially when, when we talk about entrepreneurs who try to break out of that nine to five and actually build the business of their dreams. Like, I feel like a lot of times, as you mentioned, we find ourselves in that rut where we can't really we don't really know what we love anymore and what we're passionate about. We don't know who we are anymore because we try to blend in with society, with your job, with your boss, everything. So it's, it's awesome that you found a way out and that you actually took your experience and try to help others now to overcome it. Yeah, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head, especially talking about entrepreneurs, because that's another, that's another thing that I've found myself having to pull back and say, okay, although this is something that I love and I'm passionate about, I'm still that woman that is an A-type personality, pushes to the maximum, that wants to be successful. It, it can be, again, that balance. And so, you know, especially entrepreneurs nowadays, I'm seeing more and more entrepreneurs that are putting their heart, their soul, their everything into their business, but they still, they accidentally forget that they're more than just the business that they're creating, right? They might have families, they might have you know, side things that they love to do, you know, what about their, their trainings and the, the things that they're passionate about really pulling those back? Um, because it does take that balance. I have found that my clients who give themselves grace and pull back from their businesses sometimes and, you know, go back into it after a day or so of, of pure me time, uh, refilling that cup, they end up being more productive. That was actually one of my, my next questions. How, how does that apply to entrepreneurs? Because I feel like a lot of times we live that fantasy that we we are our own boss and we we build our own baby and, and have our own business to run. And then a lot of times you're just an, an employee of your own business again, because you're working in there 16 hours a day. So it was interesting to see how how you think the whole yeah mental health aspect plays into entrepreneurship and, and, and small business owners, because I feel like we ignore those mental health signs and those warning signs more often when it's like our own business. And we, because we know we have to push because no one else will do it. Exactly. There's a couple of things um, that I, I will say on that because, you know, again, they're, they're not part of the tips that I was talking about that I'll, that I'll be talking about later, but it all ties in together, right? One of the things that I know about myself, and so each one of us is different, right? You've got your night owls, you have your people that are more morning people. I am a morning person. If you tell me that I can wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work from five o'clock until two o'clock and then basically crash in my brain from two until seven, I'm the happiest person alive. As an entrepreneur, when I started, I was starting at five. I was like doing my thing, you know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do my thing, blah, blah, blah. But I would, I literally would not stop. So when my 2 p.m. crash would come and I was exhausted and my creativity wasn't flowing anymore, I found myself myself fighting against the work. And, you know, I think it's really important that each person find what works for them. You know, I, I did a whole segment a little while ago on, on routines, on morning routines. 
And I kept getting people telling me, but Crystal, I can't wake up at five in the morning. I am not telling you to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you to wake up at the time that makes sense for you and create a routine out of it that is going to make you feel happy and fulfilled throughout the day. My husband's a night owl. If I told him to get up at five o'clock, he would (laughs) never going to happen. But he has a routine that let's say when he gets up at 10 o'clock, he's going to do his little routine at 10 o'clock. But his nighttime routine is much later than mine. So again, finding a routine um, that's going to be fulfilling to you. Um, And if you're not used to doing a routine, I would start at the very, very basic is creating intentional acts of self-care. Okay, sounds crazy. But if there's no intention behind something that we're doing, there's no purpose. So um, if you're not used to taking care of yourself, start focusing on the things that you do every day as something that you can call self-care, even though you might not think it is. When you're shaving in the morning or you're shaving in the shower, take some time to actually just think about the act of what you're doing. Take that five minutes and be like, I'm taking care of myself. I'm shaving my face or for the women out there, shaving their legs, whatever it may be. When we start to focus on those things that we do already to take care of ourselves and and shifting our mindset into things that are more intentional, you're starting to fill up the cup. And it might feel weird at first. (laughs) It really does feel weird. I know I I felt weird for me at first um, and it's felt weird for my clients. But, you know, after two, three, four days of adding these things into your routine, I'm telling you, (laughs) it's a life changer. Because then when you start to do actual self-care, then you're overflowing your cup. And then you can go back to your day. I can now go back to my days in the evening if I wanted to and and pick it up. But I take that time at two o'clock to honor the fact that I'm just no good at two o'clock. It has a lot to do with self-awareness, I think, right? You have to you have to know what is good for you and what mm-hmm. will help you, what will set you up for success. Because I think you I like the fact that you brought up routines because I'm a I'm a huge fan of routines. Like I only function on routines. And in the beginning, we always set these like massive routines because we see it on the internet, right? Okay, brush your teeth, drink a glass of lemon water, like do oil pulling, like do yoga, do a workout, and that all in but like that an hour. More stress. Exactly. That causes more stress. It kills us. And then, and then you fail with like one or two parts of that routine, and then it sets it sets your whole day up for failure because you're disappointed in yourself. It's like it's like when you make a page long to do list and for the day, and then you don't finish it by the end of the day. You feel like in disappointment. So I like the fact that you brought that up to start slow to actually set intention with um, daily actions that we do anyways, and, um, and build a routine around that. So I want to shift gears a little bit because right now in June here in Canada, it's Men's Mental Health Month. And you brought up the stigma around mental health for you. Um, in your corporate job, you felt like people were almost like walking on, on eggshells around you. But also for men, I think for men, it's like still almost like a little harder to talk about that simply because there is such a stigma around that. Can you elaborate a little bit on like the difference between how mental health issues like anxiety and burnout affect men differently from women, maybe? Yeah, so there is a huge difference. But I don't think that there's a huge difference in how the how it feels. So there's a huge distinction there because a woman will talk about it, a woman will spend will be more vocal about it because generally women are more vocal about their feelings because that's how women genetically, epigenetically over the hundreds of thousands of years, we've been taught that we're more emotional creatures. So we have the opportunity to be able to speak out more vocally. 
but the pain is the same because there's always that fear of failure that, that, you know, the, the, the judgment, the feel of failure that happens when it comes to, to burning out. I, it was, it was a disaster. I felt like I was losing everything and, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back. I, I was suicidal for months and nobody knew. I was seeing therapists and I lied to my therapists. I lied to my husband. I lied to my loved ones. And it's crazy, but the same thing happens to men. And I dream of the day that I, my next client will be a man. I dream of the day because I truly believe that men deserve that opportunity to be able to speak freely um, and get rid of that stigma around having to be so, it's not even perfect, so manly. Uh, hide your emotions. You're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to, to show how you feel. Um, you're not allowed to feel overworked because you're strong and you're tough. And there's so much stigma around that. Um, I don't know if you've uh, read the book Man Enough by Justin Baldrini. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name yet, but he's an actor and uh, I haven't read the book yet, but I've been following him on social media, but he's a huge, huge influence when it comes to men's mental health. And his book Man Enough is all about, you know, how he's teaching his children that it's okay for a man to cry and it's okay to have emotions and it's okay to show that you are not okay and you're allowed to not be okay. And the stigma remains the same for a man. Like I, I can only imagine what a man must be going through in a corporate world, uh, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're working in for a huge corporation. When you're at the top, where do you go from there? What else do you do? So yeah, the stigma is definitely real and the pain is there. And I, I, I take a man like my husband, who is very much like that. He's a tough guy, doesn't cry, doesn't show emotions. He's got to be the top of his game all the time. And I wish, I wish that he would feel that he would be able to, to open up even to somebody like me. Look, I'm, <laughs> I deal with it every day and it's still not something that's easily approached. You're making a really good point here because I feel like as men, we're very closed up a lot of times, especially when we're, I want to call it out there. So we, we if we have to show ourselves on the internet, I'm, I can't speak to like being in like a management or a leader position in the corporate world, but as an entrepreneur and you have to basically be someone that you exactly. might, that you might not be exactly. You have to be, you have to pretend to be someone. It will be really hard to actually speak about these things. Like for me personally, like last year when COVID hit, like that was the, the starting point for me to actually like open up a bit more about these things towards myself. As you said, um, you basically coached yourself through these through these things. That's basically some a similar approach that I took last year to just like, okay, there is something going on and I need to take a step back to evaluate that. And that was a tremendous help. And I feel like not enough men do that. I had a conversation with a with a past client of mine. She's a naturopath focusing on on mental health. And she said the same thing that for for men, it is still really hard to open up and talk about their feelings, like even even trying to to see a therapist that is still almost like embarrassing. Taboo. It's taboo. Yeah. It means that you're a failure, that you're not strong and that you can't take care of the people that you love. Right. And so one of the things that, you know, I've been I've been thinking about dreaming about when it comes to working with men is that I kind of want men to feel like they should be able to come to somebody like myself or your other, you know, your past client, the naturopath to be able to go to these people so that they can learn how to be stronger for the people that they love in a different way. So it's about strength, but in a different way. Um, and that it's not about weakness and really changing that changing the verbiage, changing the things that we talk about when we talk about mental health. I want to see companies starting to give just mandatory mental health days. Let's make it easy for people like those men that have a hard time 
stepping back and thinking about themselves, let's give them the opportunity once a month that they have to take a mental health day, you know, that employers are taking care of the people and, and, you know, maybe even governments mandating it for entrepreneurs saying like, when you, when you're going to have a business that you're going to have people like, this is something that needs to be in place because once it becomes more mainstream and less stigmatized, it's going to be a lot easier for people to be able to go and get the help. Um, I don't have statistics offhand, but I know that the statistics out there when it comes to suicides in men, you know, if we take a look at the things that they were living before, you know, it reached that point, chances are a lot of them were feeling, you know, that stress, that burnout, the feel of the feeling of failure, the unable, the inability to take care of the people that they love and that they're not good enough. So, yeah. No, that's those are those are such great points. I feel like that that's a topic where where we definitely need to need to stay uh, stay aware of where we have to actually yeah, put way more effort into that um, to support men and women out there when it comes to mental health in the corporate world and for entrepreneurs. I could chat about this for probably another three hours. Like I'm super passionate about this, but we're running a little bit short on time today. So I want to leave our listeners with some some actionable advice. So if someone feels like they're heading towards burnout, or they actually are self aware enough that they realize, okay, I am burnt out, I deal with anxiety, but I have no idea where to go. What are some action steps that they could take to actually regain control? So I'm going to go back to the first tip that we talked about earlier, and really having those intentional actions of self care. So that's the first and foremost, because one of the things that I've noticed with my clients is really the stress around, like, I need to take a vacation. Well, once you take the vacation, you come back and you come back to everything that's happening. So you need to set yourself up for success. And by giving yourself that opportunity to be intentional about the things that you're doing on a daily basis, it could be cooking dinner, it could be listening to a podcast, but focus on the fact that it is an action to help fill up your cup. That's the first thing that I would start doing. Second thing, I would take a look at your food. Uh, food has a huge factor. And so I'm not saying that your stress is caused by the food that you're eating, but the stress, the anxiety, and the feelings of burnout can be alleviated when we start to cut out things like sugar, uh, really fatty foods, fast foods, things that, you know, that you're not cooking at home. Uh, so increasing your vegetable content, uh, increasing the vitamins and minerals that are in your body. If you don't take a multivitamin, especially during periods when you're really feeling overwhelmed, Talk to a naturopath to see what types of deficiencies that you have, whether it's a multivitamin or if it's something in particular that you might need. Um, so really get your food under control because that's we have a tendency of when we're feeling bad, we want to eat bad, right? Because we, we need that comfort. Um, so let's shift the mindset into finding comfort in the foods that you're making at home. Find the foods that you love, even if it's like fast food, if you love hamburgers, it's so much better for you to make a hamburger at home and put the love into it than going out to McDonald's or to a fast food joint to get yourself a hamburger. So, you know, really making those small shifts. The next thing that I will say is start bringing down your cortisol levels. And, you know, we're constantly on stress mode. So from work, we wake up in the morning, telephone, running, going to get the kids at school, picking them up, making lunch, doing our business. <laughs> the list goes on. And then we go to the gym. Or we train really hard and then we eat dinner and then we go to bed and your body has not had time to go into rest and digest mode. And so I don't like telling people not to work out, but I would say that we need to take a little step back and the types of things that we're doing to increase our heart rates because our heart rates are already increased all day long. We are literally running our adrenal glands to the ground by constantly being on. 
And so uh, when I first saw my, uh, my health coach, uh, her recommendation was you need to take nature walks. And I remember laughing at her and I was like, you're crazy. Like, I can't believe you're recommending that I take nature walks. Like I need to lose weight, not gain weight. (laughs) Right. Um, And it changed my life. And that's one of the recommendations that I use with my clients, you know, take walks, leave the phone at home 30 minutes. I mean, if you want to bring the phone, cause you want to listen to a podcast or something that's going to be filling you up, but bring your energy level down, start to breathe into it. If you haven't ever done breath work, it's definitely something to consider. Even if it's five minutes, um, you know, the diaphragmatic breathing is really, really helpful. Um, so those are my, uh, those are my, my major tips, you know, stay active, but you know, don't stay so active that it basically ends up being a part of what you're going to end up being stressed with. That's awesome. And I feel like those are also tips that are fairly easy to implement in in your daily routine, right? It's, it's not something super complicated where you have to sign up for a gym or, or get like some fancy machine to, to actually bring you back on track. And we're all bio-individual creatures, I will say that. And so when we talk about routine, remember, every single thing that I said here can be adapted to whatever it is that you have in your life. And so that's why it's important if you do have the opportunity to work with a coach, find a coach that's going to work with you to find what's right for you. It's not a cookie cutter approach. Every human is different. There's not one way of eating lifestyle or anything that's going to be working for Jane, John, (laughs) and all of the others. Um, So find somebody that's going to work with you and that's going to support you through what works with you. Awesome. And you just mentioned if you need more help, you should find a coach. So where can my listeners find out more about you, maybe even work with you um, on the internet? Yeah, awesome. So um, I'm obviously on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I do have a website, uh, crystalbaron.com. You can find me there. You can reach me by phone, email. Listen, reach out in the DMs. However, um, I am very open to just chatting with you to see how I can help you. Um, Nothing is not on the table. I offer a free one-hour session to anybody who's interested in understanding more about how to work with me. And we can deep dive into how I can actually help you get through your stress and burnout. Perfect. Awesome. So I'm going to link all of these links in the show notes below, obviously. So you can just go there and then click on it and connect with Crystal. Crystal, thanks so much again to be on the podcast today. It was a pleasure. As I said, I could talk with you about that for hours, but we only have limited time. So thanks so much again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, that was today's interview with Crystal Barron, and I hope you see you guys in the next episode.